Oh, of oh, fantastic! How was that? It was great. Excellent. I came twice. Um, are you recording? Okay. Believe <laughs> <laughs> about those memes. I will. Welcome back, double teamed fam. How are we doing today? We actually have a video this time uh, for the episode because we're not feeling lazy, but we are feeling tired. But today we have a great guest. You know our comment section about a week or two ago had a really hard time with the thought of men exploring their sexuality. So we brought someone who would have some great insight on that. And he's a dear friend. He's BFFs with my partner, Cody. So yeah, welcome, Sean. Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I just want to preface this conversation with one of my favorite moments with Sean was at a sex party when I was blowing Cody I was on my knees blowing Cody and I look up and he's making out with Sean. And I was like, <gasps> what? Yeah. You didn't know that? I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. It was great. Yeah. So I loved it. I was, it was hot. I, I was love so watching hot. men make out. I know. It was it's great. It's so hot. I, like, I, I remember mm. the, when I took my ex-husband to, when we went to our first sex party and I was like, blow, I was on my knees blowing him and some guy. And then I look up and they're both making out and I was like, yeah. So, so excited. Okay, so you've experienced it. Then why would you be jealous? Well, no, because I just think the sound, you and Cody would probably look great making out together. They do. So I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. No, not at all. Anyways, Sean, so you're polyamorous. I am, yep. And then, but what do you identify as like sexually? What, like when, like what, what, what would you consider yourself? So I, I do refer to myself as bisexual. Okay. Um, Love and that. yeah, no, and that's been something that it's felt like something a lot of other people have known before I knew and was willing to like mm. say it to the world. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that that tracks for most people. Yeah. And, and I've heard that a lot. But the, the most notable one um, for me was um, back in late April, I actually came out to my mom about polyamory. Yeah. Okay. She has been doing her best. There's been a lot of love and care and how she's dealt with that and worked through her feelings on the matter. Mm -hmm. During that conversation, she definitely, um, she had a lot of big feelings about it. And there was a moment where there was a bit of a lull and she actually just kind of asked point blank. She goes, so are you bisexual then? And I told her, yeah, I, I consider myself to be. And she was far less upset or surprised by that revolu revelation. Yeah. And there was definitely, for me, like, thanks, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I think that's fair. You know? And, yeah. um, and as I really began leaning into it and exploring it, my, my wife at the time was not at all surprised and, and in fact said, yeah, I always kind of thought. So like we'd been together since high school and she was like, I always kind of thought. One of my very good friends identifies as bisexual and... Um, he made a post last year for pride saying like, Hey, even though I'm married to a woman and I've never had a male partner, like I do consider myself bisexual and I've played with men. And do we so, know this person? No, no, okay. this is a friend from high school, a very dear friend of mine. And so when I saw that, it was like, Oh my gosh, like I feel compelled to like reach out and say, dude, this is something new, but me too. And he's oh, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and he was just like, oh yeah, I always kind of wondered. 
Mm. And so like, there's just this track record of people who have been close to me, Mm -hmm. a good friend of mine from college, um, who's a gay man. When I told him about it, he was like, yeah, I always wondered if you just like really liked me as a person or if... Did you feel sexually attracted to him? No, I'm curious. I mean, to to an extent, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it's been really like the nature of my spontaneous desire for men has been really kind of along this line of not being totally able to tell whether I like wanted to be him or be with him. Right? It's exclusively been like very like masculine presenting muscular guys, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um and my was certainly that like at the time mm-hmm. and um i mean still is like he still looks great that's uh, been um been really interesting actually to kind of take a look back at my history of like deep friendship with men and exposure to men and kind of think well hold on a sec like was there something mm-hmm. was there something was deeper that? there yeah. going on or like or like were we just really good friends or were we really good friends yeah. right like at least on my side yeah on fence. your side if there were feelings yeah I'm curious. So I've been, I feel, I feel like I've always been bisexual, but I didn't really come out like as bisexual until probably what, three, four years ago, four or five, maybe somewhere in that range. About four, I want to say. And I definitely came out as bisexual before I even started playing with him. I haven't told mom. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, dad found out from the pod and then I'm pretty sure she found out. But actually, I don't know if I ever told you my never mother. told her point. Blank. I never told her point blank. And that makes me wonder if maybe I should do that. But like, I remember for myself, I don't know if you have any like defining moments, but for me, when I was little, I, or at least when I was like younger, you know, so like 10, 12, like, you know, when I first started exploring things that were like sexual in nature in the sense that like, you know, you start getting exposed to it, blah, blah, blah. I always found myself like more physically attracted to women, Mm. but like obviously romantically attracted to men. So it's like I'd want to date men and all those things, but like I'd see, you know, like in a movie there would be like a sex scene and like I would gravitate more towards a woman. Or like I remember my mom used to get the Victoria's Secret magazines and I was always like, they're so hot. (laughs) I'm like, why am I turned on? I don't get it, you know? And so like it was, you know, when I look back at like my really young years, that's when I see like, oh, I was definitely bisexual. But I didn't really start exploring it until a couple of years ago. And it's just it's fascinating because like I have completely different patterns with men and women but and I you know in the way that interact with them too but like I love them both and so like for me you know but I think women have an easier time identifying as bisexual and all of that but I'm curious so like in your much younger years so like even before high school did any of that come up any moments that you can think of and if not that's okay yeah I don't really think there was any point in time mm-hmm. in like at any point in time really in what I would term like childhood like pre-adolescence mm-hmm. um generally I was just kind of very shy in terms of any sort of like Mm -hmm. desire or attraction. When did you start masturbating? If that's not too personal of a question. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, So actually I remember, I remember the exact circumstances. I was 13. Okay. And I had been visiting a friend and I had wrecked on his quad and cut up my arm real bad mm-hmm. and like you know er trip like stitches the whole thing oh wow and i was so like hopped up from it that night that i could not sleep and it was like 2 a.m and i was like i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do and then it was just like this like voice in the back of my head that was like why don't you try masturbating touch your penis <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> 
that. And, but what a two try masterpiece! Yeah. It really does stave off that final energy. It really just yeah. Wait, exactly. but that's what, so that's what I'm curious about. Like when you would masturbate when you were like younger in your like teens, probably before you started having sex and all that. Like, did any of your fantasies include like men in those time frames? And it's okay if they didn't. No. Interesting. No, really, okay. they didn't. I think there were a couple of there were a couple of like erotic dreams that I had that. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of erotic dreams that I had that involved men, but never that I was directly involved with. Interesting. Which was, um, in fact, I really, I really hope he never sees this, and I'm not going to name him by name. But I actually had a dream. Um, I had a dream about my best friend getting pegged by a dominatrix. Oh, wow! <laughs> and it was hot. really hot to watch. Yeah, that is hot. Holy shit. Um, okay. Which I guess technically not wholeheartedly, you know, homoerotic, but it was like, it was definitely a little, like, it was definitely more like erotic for me because of like seeing him in that sexual context. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So like, that's, that's one example. There were a couple of more, uh, a couple more that like, I just, I know are there, but I can't remember well enough that's to okay. articulate. Totally fine. I mean, but I think the important part is like, you weren't afraid of another guy being pleasured in your vicinity. Right. I feel like I, you know, especially when it comes to like men who are like, well, you know, there's no such thing as a bisexual man. Um, they're either gay or straight. Yeah. It's like, and they're like, if you do anything that involves two men in the same room being pleasured, it's gay. And it's like, and that's just homophobia and misogyny and patriarchy and toxic masculinity all rolled up into one. And that's why men yeah, can't but be also bisexual. Like, you know, if you think about it, like, <laughs> especially like when you're at a sex party, there are straight men at a sex party that are pleasuring a woman while another dude is next to them, you know, doing whatever. So like they're both in the same room getting pleasured, which mm -hmm. actually brings up my next question and something that like, at least for me in my bisexual journey, I definitely think it's definitely a spectrum. And I think a lot not to, you know, invalidate heterosexuality, but I do think a lot of people are somewhere on the spectrum. So like from your experience, you know, especially back to like what Camilla was saying, do you think a lot more men would maybe identify like either heteroflexible or bisexual if they got to kind of like take away all those like things? When it came to you, did you feel like, oh, this is probably something that's more common of an experience than you'd think? Kind of like those urges and everything. Yeah, I, I really kind of think so. And I think that there's a lot about my journey and my experience and the way that that's shown up and the way I've moved through it, mm -hmm. that is a holdover from a lot of all of those like things ending in like why, right? <laughs> yeah. Toxic masculinity, patriarchy, all of those misogyny, things. Misogyny. Yeah. Misogyny. Yeah. I think, I think there's been a lot there for me in terms of like stuff that I've had to unpack and work on even just to like come to grips and stare bald-faced at who I am and and what I want in a given moment and allow myself to be honest with myself about that. So yeah, I do I do definitely think that if we were to like just, you know, snap our fingers and all that goes away, I think that you, we might really be surprised to see a lot more men showing up in the flexible ranges of that spectrum than we otherwise might think. You know, because there's absolutely stigma that you can run run into mm -hmm. there, you know, and there's even if there's not even if the people around you aren't going to like carry through that stigma and put it on you, you're still at some level aware that it exists and it can be really scary to just say like, no, this is me and this is what I want and just kind of take a deep breath and exhale 
all of that crap out of you and just be who you are. You said something earlier that you said spontaneous. Was it spontaneous desire? Like, do you think for a lot of men, it kind of comes up more in the moment? You know, kind of those like more flexible tendencies. For example, like in a group setting, everyone's all hot and bothered and it's sexy, it's fun, it's hot, and they're feeling more, maybe more. My heteroflexibility <laughs> is spontaneous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you think that like in... Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> that it tends to come up more like in the moment, like because of kind of that spontaneous desire that arises and then you're, you know, you're feeling maybe more comfortable, more vulnerable, more compelled to maybe give it a try. And then if the other man's obviously willing to try that, yeah. do you find that that's your experience, like in terms of like your bodily reaction? So I, I do. I've always actually heard it the opposite where really? spontaneous desire is when you're walking around and you see someone and you're like, wow, I want that mm -hmm. and responsive desire i've always heard oh, is you're when right. you're like yeah worked up to it and i would yeah. say though to answer the intent of your question like absolutely it's responsive for me it has been relatively rare that i found myself looking at a guy in a non-sexual context and thought and that's part of the what i see is like a question i have to answer to really like get down to the nuts and bolts of where i am sexually is i don't I don't really walk around and see guys and think, wow, absolutely like that, like bring it here, give it to me. But in these, when I'm in these other contexts, it can sometimes be like, wow, that's, there's something about this person that mm -hmm. is really bringing stuff up for me that I want to, I want to explore. And You're right. It is responsive. Yeah. Hmm. So, or it's more responsive rather than spontaneous. And that's how more spontaneous still, you think yours is still spontaneous mm -hmm. for women? Or heteroflexibility? Mm -hmm. Interesting. So I like, think so. Like you'll see a woman randomly and be like, oh, wow, I actually do think she's hot. I'll go. Well, no, but it's only, well, no, I guess it's really mostly in the sense of like, I've just. So then that. that might be more responsive then because you're already in that environment. <laughs> yeah. If you're in that yeah. environment, then it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mix the two up, but you're absolutely right. I don't always feel that reaction every time. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's very, it has to be in that environment and then at a very specific moment. Right. So like maybe it's like a mix of the two. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, so tell me like how, so, you know, at the beginning, especially, and I feel like, cause like, for example, with me, like I'm, I'm hetero flexible and I feel like a lot of the reasons why, like I won't go near a pussy is because of I, uh, A, I don't know if it actually attracts me. And then B, I feel like I would sort of almost shame myself for it. But that's just like, old programming that i'm you know digging up sometimes just because of my own masturbation journey which is a different story that i've told mm -hmm. on the pod but anyway my question was like especially when you at the beginning when you started exploring maybe um, like kissing men or like touching yeah, how, them anyways, how did that start like, did you have but did you have like those initial shame kind of moments when you any times that you had like more of a physical contact with men i don't think it was really shame Ooh, um, lovely yeah that's good which is great that might have come from any like work he did before that. Perhaps. I don't know. I think really like the first time I had any experience with um, with like playing with another guy, the way I described it afterwards was benign. <laughs> like, benign? Like I didn't. <laughs> did you I, tell it to him? Because I'm sure that's no, not what No, absolutely not. <laughs> but that's like, funny. you know, it was in a threesome context okay. and it didn't interrupt anything. It was it fit within the flow of all of you know, what was going on and it didn't cause me to like lose arousal or pull me out of it. Um, but at the time I didn't feel like it really pulled me into it. Um, in retrospect, I think that's 
far more a comment on the chemistry I had with that person mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. opposed to anything else about me because there have been other instances where um where there have been guys that I am very into and it's like this is actually like very arousing and very powerful and so which brings me back around to kind of one of the suspicions I have about myself as I continue to kind of unpack the broader sense of my sexuality and sort of deconstruct some of the really harmful, you know, patriarchal attitudes around, you know, male sex and libido. I'm finding that I'm actually pretty intensely demisexual. Mm-hmm. And yeah. especially, I think, I suspect with men. And so I feel like historically, what I've really found is that the men I wind up most intensely attracted to. I have become very good friends with Mm -hmm. and frequently the only way I wind up feeling safe enough to have the vulnerability to develop a deep friendship with this man is if he's straight or straight presenting. And that is kind of, that's like the O Henry of it all, right? Like, that's weird as hell, right? (laughs) Not very productive in terms of having an opportunity to really explore this about myself. So you're attracted to more, you're attracted to people that have become your friends. I get And it. you're attracted to what? What? You're attracted to people that are straight, but because they're straight, then they wouldn't maybe have sex with you or like hook up with you, maybe not have sex, but like. Right. So like what I'm finding and suspecting about myself historically is the men that I feel safe enough developing a really close relationship with are typically heterosexual. That might be because you have more patterns with heterosexual men. Right. I if don't know. you've, to, if. If traditionally you've identified as heterosexual up until, mm-hmm. you know, more recently. Right. So you've, you've like established the patterns in befriending heterosexual men. Mm-hmm. And so then that's what feels safe. That's what feel, feels comfortable, but they end up being heterosexual. So there's not really the possibility for, you know, any sort of physical or like kind of romantic chemistry. Right. So then it's, you'd have to basically, which I mean, honestly is something that reminds me of my own bisexual journey. It's like creating new patterns with, you know, whether that be gay men or bisexual men, you have to be like almost very intent about it. Otherwise, like you're just kind of in a place where you don't know what to do. For example, as a, as I may be bisexual, but most of my life before that I was heterosexual. I only dated men. I never hooked up with women. I never dated women. So whenever I'd start hooking up with women and I had feelings for them, I was like, okay, like I could maybe see where it could be more like, oh, maybe friends or maybe like friends with benefits or maybe have like more romance in this, but not like a full on relationship. I found it really hard to understand how to like act because I had no, I had never done that before. So I could see how for, you know, that could be kind of a similar experience. Yeah. That, that whole description sounds very, very resonant yeah. to me. And I think that you're absolutely right. Really, like the way to answer the question would be to just be brave and seek out someone where I knew that was a possibility with that intent from the beginning and see Mm -hmm. what sort of operating pattern I fall into and how that goes and how it feels. That's a leap that I have yet to take. That's okay. Take your time with it. I mean, I feel like for me, I don't think I really dated any women until it wasn't until I was in kind of a thruple with my two dominants that I, I had. was gonna say you didn't really do it until about early last year yeah when I was in a thruple and granted that was still different because it was dating a couple so that was like new on all fronts you know but I was still just kind of like this is the first time that I'd ever like been in a space where I was like trying more romantic things with women and it just felt so foreign to me because I'd never done it before and we did actually do an episode once where I was like I think I'm more romantically 
you know, heterosexual, but more like physically bisexual um, or pansexual. And I do think for the most part that tends to be right based on my patterns. But like, I don't want to say that like I'm completely incapable of having like romantic feelings for women because like I have had them in the past. Like it's a journey that I'm still working on as well. And like I ask bisexual people all the time. I'm like, how do you do it? <laughs> Can you give me some? <laughs> because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, none of us do, right? We're all just figuring it out as we go. Exactly. So if this isn't too personal of a question, mm. I'm curious, like to what extent have you physically played with men? And I guess I'm curious, like, what, what do you notice about your body in those moments or in those interactions? So I've gone down on guys and I've been gone down on usually in broader contexts, mm -hmm. right? And that's, um, that's been the extent of it so far. And I think for me, when I'm receiving pleasure in that way, it doesn't, it doesn't really feel any different to me than receiving you know, oral pleasure from a woman. Mm -hmm. um, it really is just down to the person and, you know, who they are, how they're moving through the interaction and what they're doing. Oh, like and that. their gender doesn't really mm -hmm. play into it at all. And then giving, it's a little different for me than um, than going down on a woman because, and it's hard to, um, it's hard to really put my finger on distinctively. I guess I feel like going down on a woman is almost like like an act of co-creation with her mm -hmm. in terms of like working together in um very different and complementary ways to like maximize her enjoyment of the experience whereas my experience going down on men has been a little more i don't Primal? know i was gonna say combative oh. <laughs> um, like in terms of in in terms of like I guess kind of the energetic feeling of it, and again, not in, not in like any sort of bad or, or dangerous way. It just it feels more like I guess if we're if we want to get like really metaphorical about it, going down on a woman feels a little bit to me like dancing, and going down on a man feels a little bit to me like wrestling. Mm. I kind of like that. Two very different energies. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's more masculine. It's more right. masculine. Yeah, women, it's more feminine. With men, it's more masculine. <clears throat> I think that's dope. So. I was asking because like I find that I find when I'm hooking up with women, I prefer to give because I tend to get more enjoyment out of that. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind receiving. It doesn't feel any different than it does receiving from a man. But I find that like with women, I like to give more than I like to give with men, which is an interesting observation and something that I always like ponder over. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, but it also just feels... Like I remember one time, you know, I was hooking up with Elle and like we were just like kissing a little bit and like making out. And then like as soon as we, you know, started like going down on each other, like I was already just like so like primed and ready to go more so than I guess I just find that like arousal happens much quicker with women for me hmm. than it does with men. And I and I wonder for me if that's because like I tend to feel safer around women. I tend to feel more maybe there's more kind of like that friendship that breathes more safety with a man not as much or maybe it's just because like as the same gender you just know that women get it you know whereas like maybe mm -hmm. for men men understand men more than a woman would so then it's like they kind of mm -hmm. get it so I, i've always been curious about that like if anyone else had that experience because i find that my body tends to react faster to women mm -hmm. i tend to get more aroused by women and i tend to want to be more giving with women 
However, that doesn't change any of like my romantic or my sexual desires towards men. But those mm-hmm. are observations that I've made in my own journey. Interesting. Yeah. Are you familiar with the concept of non-demand pleasuring? No. Enlighten me. What is that? So non-demand pleasuring is the idea of of kind of, and I might I might butcher this, and I don't remember the author of the book that I read this about this in, but it's the idea that you're opening a container for erotic exploration that has no duration, goal, or script, and it's purely just a safe place to give each other mm-hmm. pleasure, again, with no end goal in mind. So it could be just laying on the bed and making out until one or both of you is tired of making out and then that's it and you go and do something else or it could be that you engage in some touching that's erotic but not necessarily erogenous right like so caresses of like the arms or the side Mm -hmm. um and the idea is that there's just there's always this safety to gently like see if escalation is going to happen but Mm -hmm. also gently kind of say no I, I like it right here for the foreseeable future and um so that might be my case well i'm just wondering whether there's kind of this implicit expectation in a heterosexual context that that there might be a point of no return where things are going to follow through to a very predictable conclusion mm-hmm. orgasm and then yeah mm-hmm. and exactly that. whereas like in a homosexual context for you and you know you know playing with al it's more that you're both very well aware of how enjoyable you you guys each find like just laying there being with each other mm-hmm. and if there is an escalation that there's not really a very clearly defined end point to that mm-hmm. right and nor is there a requirement for it to get to any given spot before one or the other of you says, you know, I think I, I'm ready to ramp it back down mm-hmm. or keep going. And I could really see there being a much greater sense of safety. And in my mind, safety breeds vulnerability and mm-hmm. vulnerability is the key to good sex. And, you know, arousal most of the time. Right. Exactly. So maybe that's what it is for me. And I could see how like when it's, you know, two very feminine energies that might, that container might, it, it kind of reminds me when you were talking about the dance versus the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder if, you know, when it's two women dancing together, you kind of have that, that non-demand where there's not really that end goal in sight. I'd be very curious to like hear from men, like in their experience, if like the sex between men tends to feel more like, you know, you're both trying to get to that, whatever that may be. I don't know. I just, I think that if it's anything I've discovered in, in, you know, having sex with men and women, that's just it is very different energies and like it's fascinating to see how like I react different how they react different how my body reacts differently and all of that so that might be it though I really appreciate that yeah you might have given me the answer to three of my top questions that I've always (laughs) (laughs) because I've always wondered you know so now do you like have the desire to have sex with men to like you know like Maybe not instead of oral, but like full on penetration. Does that come up or is that something that like you feel like you're still taking your time with deciding? Yeah, that's something that um, that's something that I'm moving slowly on. Mm -hmm. I think I think there's some degree of desire there for that. You know, I've I've engaged in self-pleasure, you know, using anal play and it's been enjoyable. And there's been honestly for me, there's been this sort of like this feels pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's something I want to make part of my regular routine, mm-hmm. 
I wonder whether it would be significantly better if it was another human being involved. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something that I've heard from various people that I've known in um, just generally speaking on the topic of anal sex, yeah. like women and men. Um, and so it's something that I'm open to generally. Yeah. Um, I can see that that's an area that takes a lot more preparation. Mm -hmm. So I, that more intimidation comes with it. Right. And, yeah. and even beyond the preparation, like it's one thing to be emotionally vulnerable as a penis haver with, um, you know, in a sexual context with someone who has a vagina mm -hmm. and it's a, I feel like it's a whole different level of an emotional vulnerability than someone raised as like a cis man is accustomed to, to, and you know, and I mean, and this is me speaking for me for clarity's sake. Yeah. Um, there's a an inc an additional level of vulnerability that's really profound as I think through like what it would take for me to really be comfortable mm -hmm. with that. Um, and that kind of ties us right back to the sort of like trust, closeness, and vulnerability yeah. that I would require. I've only ever found myself having with men who have zero interest in the concept because <laughs> they're straight. And that's yeah. sort of the rub of it for me. That's tough. So uh, for you to do penetrative like anal sex with a man, like like you said earlier, you need that demi part of it. You need that intense connection. You need it. And I mean, you have if you haven't found that yet, like that's totally fine. It right. doesn't invalidate your bisexuality. Right. I think that's one thing that probably for a lot of men I don't think they realize that there can be a spectrum to it because yeah, if they if they're not ready to take someone, you know, up their ass because like that can feel like a very vulnerable thing, like that doesn't mean like you're not bisexual or like that's only, you know, that's that's the like epitome of bisexuality. Like that's not it. You can, you know, if you're just willing to like play with men in oral sex or, you know, just have like intimate moments with men that like don't involve anal sex, like that can still be just as much of, you know, the same experience as you know anal sex and so I, I think that's a thing that a lot of men struggle with they think like okay if i'm bisexual that means i have to fuck men no right. like you can simply be bisexual but be willing to like make out with men or just have intimate moments with them like that and i and i think that probably comes from the pattern you know back to the whole patterns thing you know where it's like for men having sex with women you know what is the the pinnacle of it penetration so that's probably why they think like the pinnacle of bisexuality is penetration. Right. Which like for the, for the record, I think that's maybe the greatest disservice done to the male part of mankind oh, is that yeah. concept. A thousand percent. Yeah. I'm curious. Well, Cause everything's so <clears throat> penetration focused and you're like, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. not that long ago I was playing with a play, a play partner and he was, he's 47. And I was like, have you ever had your toes sucked? <laughs> You know? Yeah. And he was like, no. And I was like, let's do it. He's like, I'm happy to try. You know, but I feel like right. a lot of times in the sense of that, like, you know, a lot of times with men, like the and I sucked his toes, he loved it. Um Fantastic. You, know, you don't venture past like just sucking on the penis. Like, try everything else, the armpits, the back of the knee, I don't care, the toes, like yeah. the right. neck. So. Well, and, and even beyond physical contact, um, I think my very favorite sentence from the ethical slut um so much so that i actually i have a picture of this page in my phone at least two of them because i couldn't find the first one when i had to send it to someone else mm -hmm. but my very favorite sentence from that book is 
if you find yourself wondering whether you're having sex, you probably are. And the point they're making in that passage is expanding the definition of sex sex, beyond physical to where like any point in which you're engaging in significant emotional intimacy and vulnerability with a counterparty, like it can be it can be sex and like and or fall into the realm of sexual energy exactly and starting there and then carrying it forward into like non-demand pleasuring where like the whole point is you're not actually touching the sexy parts and you're just you know engaging in this and like moving through this whole process and like defining sex as the whole thing instead of just this part goes into this part is um is immensely powerful yeah exactly i'm curious mutual masturbation you know that's Mm -hmm. also sex yeah exactly no that's true and i love mutual masturbation that's one of my favorite things that is so underrated and so underused i haven't tried it yet really there was one time i was in vegas with an old fling of mine and i was really horny but i was not i just did not want to have sex and we've had sex before plenty of times that we've seen each other naked like you know we hooked up for some time but I was like, I point blank, I we were on laying on the bed and I just turned to him and I was like, hey, I don't feel like having sex right now, but I just want to masturbate to my favorite porn. And if you want to join me, you're welcome to. And he was thrilled. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. thrilled. And I just put on my favorite porno. I was, you know, taking care of myself. He was watching, taking care of himself. We both finished. I felt so gratified. Mm-hmm. You had sex. We had sex. Anyways, but I, what I was going to ask was like, what... What moment or like what kind of experience or maybe this was just this just came from yourself, but like what kind of made you feel like validated or kind of like gave you the permission to be like, you know what, I am going to explore this. Because for me, at least like it wasn't until I read a lot of like books that featured. Well, actually, we read a lot of reverse theorems and in a lot of those like the men would, you know, have sex with each other but like still be like super romantically interested in this one girl. And so I'm like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. And I was like, I can explore my bisexuality and it doesn't have to like affect cuz I think that was for me that was a big fear. I was like, okay, I'm married to a man. If I start exploring my bisexuality, does that mean I'm going to like, you know, like w- w- what does that look like? Am I going to Did you think you're going to be lesbian? I don't know. I wasn't sure, but there was, it was just new for me and it brought up a lot of like interesting feelings. And so it wasn't until I saw that, that I was like, okay, I can explore this. Like, I'm going to give myself like the permission to just like give it a try. So I'm curious, like if you had any of those moments or like if there was anything that made you feel like valid in exploring your bisexuality. Um, really, I think honestly, it was just winding up in a, um, in a threesome context with a guy I was actually into. Okay. And um so in that moment you're like I'm going to allow myself to go do this. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was just like wow, like this is like I'm really into this guy. He's really cool. He's very into me and um and also my partner and um yeah, it just it felt very good and very very positive and it made it very easy to say huh this is absolutely something that I think I'm, I want to explore and think about. And, um, you know, and then from there, I just, from that point I was starting to pay more attention to it. And I found myself in a few other contexts, um, at sex parties and, and so forth, where it was just like similar thing. Like this guy's energy is excellent Mm -hmm. and like it's doing the right stuff and I'm going to try this and I'm going to go forward. 
Nice. And what has been like your favorite? I know I have mine, but what what has been your like favorite bisexual moment? If you can think of one, if there's one that like really like filled your cup up to the brim, I'm curious to hear it. And if nothing comes to mind, that's totally right. okay. So this this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be awful, like fifty soda fountain of me, but. <laughs> Um, but actually it was very much like, um, a bit of a bi slash poly moment. Do you remember, um, and, and I'll caveat this by saying we can edit out any of this that, that needs to be, cause I don't know what the, like the guidelines are, but do you remember when we were leaving EDC the second night and, um, and I kissed Cody L and you goodbye in succession? Like, yeah. and we all like individually made out with each other and then like went our separate ways. Uh huh. That is probably the fullest my cup has been in any sort of bisexual context. Oh, I know. <laughs> we can make out after this. <laughs> okay, great. Fantastic. I love that because that actually reminds me of my moment, mm. which was also, wait, before you say that, my favorite thing after that, because it was. It was like what five a.m. The sun was coming up. We were all walking back, just like the I. I look back when you're making out with Cody, and everyone in the back is just like, <laughs> like they're just watching. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be in between them. <laughs> and like I was just so thrilled. Oh, it was so good. It was such a fun moment. It was beautiful. EDC was so fun. Life well, for me, it was when I was with my um. With my two doms, and we were all going to, um, where we go, Dave and Buster's. Mm. And we were just, like, playing, like, the little games, getting super competitive or whatever. And it was kind of one of those, like, similar moments. Granted, it was, like, I'm trying to think. It wasn't towards the end of the night. But anyways, I just remember her and I had, like, just, like, finished competing in something. And when we finished, we, like, had a big hug and, like, kissed and you know it was very just like cute nothing like super sexual or anything and then we like both turned and we like linked our arms around our male dom and we all like walked arm in arm and you know it was like the three of us and I just remember because there was that was a guy that I had feelings for and that was a girl I had feelings for and Mm -hmm. like you know we were just all together happy and you know in our energy and like it just felt really nice and I just remember like that was one of my, like my peak. You can be both and be bisexual. Can I love both. that both yeah. of y'all's little special bi moments were non-sexual. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. be honest. Oh, I guess though my second one would be at a sex party. Yeah, this is definitely my second one. Mm-hmm. I had just gone down on a girl and my <laughs> other friend walked up and she was like, did she just go down on you? And the girl was like, yeah, she was amazing. And she was like, best head I've ever had. Both of them. And I was like, ah. Thank you. Aww. I put a lot of work into this <laughs> because I've really tried to make sure I've under, you know, like I know my own vagina, but you know, anyways, that was, that was probably my second one. But, but my peak one was when I was the two of them and I felt like I was like, like, yeah, I can have, you can have both and it doesn't like invalidate the other. It's just interesting. Like what comes with bisexuality because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like we said earlier, a lot of it comes from you know, just the the way that we've all grown and the environment around us that teaches us that you're only supposed to like one gender and you got to right. pick a side. Right. And it's especially worse for men, to be honest. Right. And that was what was really like the the clip Camilla was talking about earlier was 
we were talking about um in a recent episode the i was talking about a book that i had read and in the book yeah it was two men that were in love with each other and they were both in love with another girl so they were a throuple mm -hmm. and in one scene it was the guy was fucking one guy while the other guy was fucking the girl so like a little train Mm -hmm. and everybody in the comment section just lost it they're, they're like, like so he's gay they're like so he's two gay. men are not supposed to be having sex with each other and then i'm like if this was a, a clip about you know two girls having sex with one guy no one would say a word in fact that's everyone's right. fantasy but, but you know what i love especially yeah. like about everything you just explained in your journey is that like you're bisexual and i mean have you pegged a man no and it's like why there's just so much emphasis on like you know, the asshole is gay. And it's like, mm. but is it? It's no, not. it's not. No, it's not. No. So you're bisexual and you haven't, you know, you haven't ventured there yet. And that's totally okay. And you're still bisexual. And like, that's and like when you do that well, doesn't change I, your bisexuality. I don't, I don't know if we can say that. We should wait and see what the comments section has to say about that. <laughs> no. Before we say I'm This I'm is just like bisexual. the big point I was trying yeah. to make with this episode, okay? It's like, <laughs> look at this. Like, but. You know Look what? At it. <laughs> but you know what I've loved hearing about your journey is, and something that I also kind of find fascinating. And again, maybe it has a lot to do with like any, you know, because I know you're very introspective, and you know, maybe it has to do with like a lot of the work that you've done in terms of like polyamory and just like changing your views. But you know, like when you said, for example, that like you didn't necessarily have a lot of shame with it, or like you know, in the moment you just kind of like gave yourself the permission to do so. Like I think that's amazing because I don't know that a lot of people would. You know, exactly. I think so many Most people would don't. like immediately get in their own ways. And so like it just makes me so proud to hear you say mm -hmm. that like you have not stood in your own way and that that's made you have like, you know, these phenomenal experiences like the one that you said about, you know, you guys all making out or like, you know, exploring in that threesome and all those things. It's like you didn't get in your own way and like that's only contributed to your happiness. And like I feel like so many men, I wish that they would do the same, you know, get out of their own way explore whatever it is that they want to explore without shame without whatever give themselves a validation and just see what happens and that doesn't have to change anything about who you are as a person kiss you, the homies yeah kiss that's the homies kiss the homies good night that's what it is right there <laughs> but yeah i guess like what what would be your you know like what what would be your final message to to any of the men out there that have like ever even had an inkling about it mm. You know, I, I think I'll go broader than that and okay. tie it back into what you just said and just say that like, like life's too short, guys. Like yeah. just, yeah. you know, do no harm, but do what you want to do. Like sit with yourself, figure out what it is you want and be honest and real about it. And like the reality is like the worst case scenario for me if um if anyone that i truly care about who truly cared about me were to see this episode and disown me like seriously 15 20 years they're all going to be gone another 40 50 i'm going to be gone we're all going to be dust let's have some let's have some fun while we're here let's live the lives we want to live exactly thousand percent it's like trying out pasta okay <laughs> like you're gonna you want to try that new that, that was all of all the things well, i'm just saying like you know you you're not afraid of trying that new pasta flavor or that new spicy sauce that they released at trader joe's but you're afraid to like just kiss a dude 
come on. Like, just live a little. You know, so I love that. We are here just to have fun. Kiss you know, the homies. Kiss the homies. You know, and that's why, like, you know, for me, for example, you know, in my journey of whether or not I like women or how I like women or how, you know, because I've always found the women body, like, beautiful. Um, you know, there there have always been moments where I like, I'm like, well, you know, do I really want to do this. What does that mean for me? Um, but then there are other times where it's just like, I love boobs in my face. I will not deny myself that. And I think that's, yeah, you know, for you, for example, like you, like you've kissed women and you're not sitting there like, oh man, that makes me a lesbian. No, exactly. Shit. Exactly. You right. know, where it's like, where I think men, if they're, as soon as they're like, oh man, I kissed a guy that makes me gay. You don't have to like, I'm, I think it's great that for you, you're able to be like, even if I just have oral sex with a guy and, you know, I want to consider myself bisexual and I feel like good with that title or that, you know, whatever, like I'm good with that. But if someone else wants to be yeah. like, you know, for me, I'm heteroflexible because I don't mind if a man touches my penis every now and then and, you know, that's it, then that's totally fine. Like do what resonates with you and do what right. makes you happy. And see, really, I think the thing is like, if you're, if you're doing what resonates with you, oh man, I kissed a guy that makes me Sean. Yeah. Right. That's it. That. <gasps> I do love that. Like, doesn't are you being you? Yeah. Do that. Doesn't change anything about you. Uh, I'm so glad we had you on here. Okay. Um, we don't need to tag your socials, but you know, people, <laughs> I hope you can see how wonderful of a man Sean is. I'm a huge fan, as you can see. Um, Thanks, baby. <laughs> oh. Um. But yeah, any, I think, well, usually we like, you know, plug yourself, but you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Um, yeah. But we can just end in our usual weird condoms. But really, I am so proud of you. I no. This has been a great episode. I've loved hearing about your journey. I'd love to hear more. Uh, but anyways, yeah, thank in, you for joining time, us. This has yeah. been wonderful. I've really enjoyed talking to you both. Yeah. You thank have, you for joining yay. us. And thank yeah. you for giving me a possible answer to my yeah to my issue or my question it's not an issue it's questions non-demand right. what was it non-demand non-demand pleasuring non-demand yeah. pleasuring i'm gonna look that up you should you it's, said there was a book uh yeah the book uses it as a tool to solve a particular like long-term relational problem but i think it's a really immensely useful concept for anyone who's having sex with anyone else dope i'll look it up but thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Sean, again, for joining us. Absolutely. You all have a great rest of your day, week, weekend, whatever. And we'll see you next time. And two things to remember. The asshole is not gay. Kiss the homies. Kiss the homies. Kiss the homies. I think that's what we should talk about. <laughs>